0: Good afternoon and thanks for joining me for today's FS Club webinar on digital innovation and financial services, where we will be discussing the importance of low-code solutions for financial institutions in accelerating digital initiatives. We're fortunate to be joined by three expert speakers this afternoon, including Dr. Seth Koshafan, an author and speaker with over 30 years experience in the software industry at the senior executive level. In addition to Rahul Kulkani, an associate partner at InfoSees, consulting with vast experience in management consulting and information technology and financial services. And last but not least, Virun Gai is associate vice president at Newgen Software and has successful track record in leading banks and financial institutions in their digital transformation journeys. Before I hand over to our speakers, the usual brief housekeeping points from me. I'm Charlotte Dor Brashley and I manage the FS Club here at CN and I'd like to warmly acknowledge our very generous sponsors who enable us to continue to bring you a wide range of thought-provoking content across finance, technology and economics. The slides for this presentation are publicly available on our website and in the chat box. We'll be recording this session and it will be available to watch on our website within 48 hours and we'll also be holding a 20-minute Q&A session after the presentation. So please use the GoToWebinar chat facility to send your questions in to me early, and then I'll feed them into the conversation. Now, without any further ado, over to you, Dr. Set.
1: Thank you very much. Great to be here. And uh, let me provide a brief introduction. I'm Dr. Set, I'm CEO of Hosh Consulting. My expertise is in digital innovation and transformation, specially leveraging low-code, no-code platforms and technologies. I focus on best practices as well as competency center or centers of excellence involving low-code, no-code, and automation. I'm an author and speaker. I've written 10 books. and My latest book is How to Alleviate digital transformation that post COVID-19. And a lot of the material I'm gonna share with you is detailed in the book. Now, why digital innovation with low-code, no-code? Well, there is really a gap, especially in financial services, but it applies to any type of organization between the customer, who is always connected, has preferences, would like to be treated differently depending on their circumstance, the front office operations and the enterprise, the back office operations. Financial service enterprises tend to be siloed with ossified processes, and they have constraints there are market pressures and as you i'm sure following the news many of these challenges could even be existential so there is this gap between the operations whether it's the front office and the back office the expectations of the customer who can also be trading partners for the financial service organization and the operations of the organization with their silos. They're very different types of silos. Enter low-code, no-code. The innovation really with MVP stands for minimum viable products. We're gonna get back to that. As well as the optimization, OE stands for operational excellence is very important. In fact, Gartner has characterized this through LCAP, which stands for Low-Code Application Platforms. And the emphasis is rapid application development, rapid innovation, for the financial service organization to be responsive to the customers, internal or external or trading partners, and resolve this, ossified processes that they have, the silos that they have. How? Through a model-driven approach. And that is exactly the emphasis of low-code, no-code. There are also the performers in low-code, no-code. Often organizations, financial services or otherwise, have Businesses, SME stands for subject matter experts, who are following what's happening with their business. They want to go to new markets, they want to mitigate risk, and so they say what they need to build and how they need to improve their processes. So they provide the requirements and throw it over the wall to IT developers who are overwhelmed with maintenance and they're often great and there is a miscommunication low code provides a common language and this is very important remember what we said accelerate innovation come up with minimum viable products depending on the requirements of the business so now because it's model driven what are model driven what do we mean by model driven? it's the model of the process how get things done the model of the ui the integration etc so it provides a common language between business and IT. We're also seeing the emergence of citizen developers where the business themselves can be involved in building applications rapidly. If you look at the financial services organization, it's really an aggregate, a collection of value streams. What is a value stream? A value stream has a beginning, And and then you have the orchestration, it's like a workflow, another word for it is a workflow or a process or a value chain, orchestration of activities or tasks involving humans, enterprise applications, both all collaborating to achieve the objectives and there are examples of this for example in it help desk is a support value stream you have uh, compliance so regulatory compliance various financial services products marketing account opening customer service the organization themselves is a collection of these value streams these are processes or workflows that need to be modelled, modeled and automated. And that's exactly where low code comes into the picture. How? Well, there are methodologies. It's not just about technology, but there are methodologies. One of them is the design thinking methodology, which starts with uh, defining, identifying a backlog of low hanging fruits. Where should I start my improvement, my initiatives, and constantly adapt as the market conditions change? And then you identify, you empathize with the customer, their personas, and then you do ideation. And there are sub-design thinking uh, methodologies like design strength, where in a few days, you can come up with a minimum viable product and then iterate. There are multiple types of iterations that are going on here. I know it's a busy slide, but it's extremely important, this constant innovation to respond to market demands and then creating minimum viable products rapidly and deploying it. Remember that acceleration, acceleration of the innovation. And that's where the law code platforms come into the picture and becomes essential to continuously innovate and improve. So with that, I like to hand it back to the next presenter.
2: Um, So Dr. Sett um, took us through um, what it is uh, basically a context setting on low-code, no-code. Let me try and give you a flavor for Um, where I see from a consulting viewpoint where the companies or my clients are looking um, to get out of low code, no code. Um, So I am Rahul Kulkarni. I'm an associate partner with Infosys Consulting. Infosys Consulting is um, the management consulting arm of Infosys, which is uh, a global IT player, um, which is a large company. So uh, you can read about uh, Infosys um, on the website as well. But let me dive deeper into what is low code um, no code um, and the platform actually give to the companies? Um, so a bit more context setting. Uh, from a technology perspective, what low code does, um, or a low code no code platform uh, does is give it, um, give the application development cycle a big boost in making it more faster, more secure, enhance its performance, and help in release management. Now what that means is, Low code is all about having as less in terms of application development to do as possible, make it more visual, something that we will see later in um, in the webinar as well, but also to look at making uh, modernizing the legacy applications and bringing them up to um, up to speed in terms of technology as well as advances. Citizen development is something that um, Dr. Set also touched upon but we also need to see that in terms of the scale um, where low-code, no-code platforms and applications will go going forward, it's it's a huge market. It's not only a big market for technology companies, uh, but also for companies that are looking to to take something new to the market. Uh, What what I mean by that is IT, um, IT firms or IT unit within a firm was 20 years back looked at as a cost center. About five years ago, it was more of an enabler. And these days, um, IT units um, or departments are looked at more as revenue generators as well uh, with the advanced technologies that we have these days. So what are the benefits when we look at from an overall business perspective? I see quite a few, um, primarily uh, they being collaboration between, between the business users and the IT. So it's not about having isolated viewpoints from a business and then trying to transfer those requirements as such to the IT unit for the IT unit to actually then develop an application. This is a collaborative effort and a low-code, no-code platform or applications that we have make it much more simple, simpler and give give the users flexibility to do more of a visual coding as opposed to the traditional way of coding using um, uh, using the interfaces and actual application development. Um, the next is on the business ownership. So business is always, um, at least when I speak with, uh, with my clients, always complaining about not being close enough or not having the full understanding of how technology works and what is the entire development lifecycle. When will they get what they have asked for? and this is where uh, this is where eucs and the likes euc being end user computing or end user developed applications where the business users are developing their own applications uh, we saw a plethora of these coming up over the last uh, last decade or so there are thousands of eucs these are typically your excel documents small macros here or a report there which then form a uh, part of um, they fall out of governance, and they are not necessarily secure because these are usually tactical solutions. What no-code platform will give to these kind of applications is a framework, a functionality, a methodology to actually develop these EUCs in a more secure way, which are now inherently compliant with the regulations, and it brings it uh, brings these EUCs under the governance of. IT and being compliant with uh, with all the regulations. Similarly, um, I touched upon the flexibility and simplicity that uh, that, uh, these uh, low-code, no-code applications or platforms bring as well, where business users can visually see how the process will work and translate the vision, the strategy from business users into how the application will actually work without worrying about how the code uh, looks behind these applications. That's where business process alignment also comes in. Of course, all the transformations that have happened and will continue to happen, the bigger, the, one of the biggest factors, driving factors will remain cost reduction. Low-code, no-code software and platforms aid in that aspect as well, where the ready framework will mean that you don't have to start development right from scratch. You can have fungible resources. You don't have a need to be an expert in a particular technology. As long as you understand the process, you can drag and drop and see it visually to do at a high level what should be the process, make it aligned with the business strategy, and the platform will worry about coming up with the actual code behind the scenes to make that application function, which will also mean that the product that you're developing is developed much faster and the go-to-market speed is enhanced from that aspect as well. I suppose the question here will be, are we then now ready for a business-driven software development? But rather than looking at that way, I look at it more as IT absorbing a little bit of business and business absorbing a little bit of IT prowess or IT expertise while coming up with these um, low-code, no-code platforms um, and usage of them as well. And then finally, from a consulting standpoint, when I'm talking to client, where the technology unit is developing these platforms and the business unit is trying to use these platforms, where does consulting fit and what are the offerings or services that I get asked about all the time? One, you start with, there are quite a few platforms out there. So, a platform evaluation and then recommendation of what is the right platform. The adoption of it, when you talk about a new platform coming in, the adoption and the entire um, operating model around in, in, involving a low-code, no-code platform within a company is, is a big task as well, for which we usually set up a center of excellence. Start with an MVP, something the doctor said, touch upon as well, a minimal viable product, a proof of concept is what we used to call it as well. Um, Start small and then expand or build over it. A road mapping implementation on how that will look going forward as well. And once we have that implementation, it's all about enabling the resources, upscaling the resources so that they are ready to take on this new platform. And then how they adopt, or their organization then adopts the new platform, and ensures that that is what is being used going forward as well, which then results in, of course, platform modernization side of things as well. EUC remediation, uh, which is end user computing, which usually fall outside of uh, the compliance regulations and governance of IT, that can be remediated and fixed using local, code platforms because. They come with um, they come with the security and the compliance with the regulatory bodies. And then finally, finishing with in terms of the offerings or benefits to the business, the governance and control, and an API-based architecture. What sits behind the framework in a local plat- uh, local no-code platform, behind the visual tools that you get, are usually the API-based API services or microservices. That is something that needs to happen within the platform, which happens, of course, behind the scene, and that's what you use to plug and play between these visual interfaces. Let me leave you with uh, just some uh, some quotes from experts and from the industry, but basically to say that low code/no code as a platform as a technology is very much one for the future, something that will see a huge market growth, and something that will bring collaboration between. IT and business users further going forward. Um, that's it from my side. Uh, we'll take questions later on as well. Um, off to Varun.
3: Thanks, Rahul uh, and Doctor Seth. Now uh, that was a good insight where Doctor said walked us through that why uh, low code is uh, needed in today's world and how it will help us in the future. And and Rahul gave a good. Uh, overview about the adoption and what are uh, the steps we need to take internally um, as a bank or institution to deliver uh, the right project, the right automation, the business desire in today's world. I'm Varun. Um, I I represent Nugen I look after for consulting services for Nugen in Europe, and I'll walk you through some of the building blocks of low code automation. Just a quick one about Nugen. Nusion is a 30 year old product company uh, spread across 72 countries. Uh, almost uh, all the products have been developed by Nusion. We have patents on all the products and technologies, what we develop, and 600 plus active customers today across the globe using Nusion Low Code or content platform or what we offer. Now, in the building blocks uh, of the Low Code, in today's modern world, where There is a key ask of self-service, transformation, digitalization, et cetera, right? The very first core component in the low-code is the building customer experience journeys or the service journeys, what you offer uh, to your end clients, whether you're onboarding a new client or ecosystem partner, whether you are enabling them to, say, apply for a new loan Uh, or any service which you want to originate digitally. It is very critical to build those experiences or journeys end to end. It enables you to uh, attract more customers uh, and give a a, a unified experience journey uh, with your clients when they are self-serving them, going on your digital platforms tools. Now, the same experience goes omni-channel through mobile apps uh, and multiple other channels, whether it's through APIs and all. Now, low-code enables you to quickly build those, extend them into unified uh, multi-channels or via APIs and ingest all that information what your customer want to provide to you um, as part of uh, application service or onboarding service uh, within the bank. Once you have captured, it is very critical that the whole journey or the experience is end-to-end. That's why we say that behind every successful customer journey, there is a process. And a end-to-end linkage of the process is quite critical. So within the low-code framework as Nugen, we offer an easy-to-use drag and drop process modeling engine, which runs behind the channel, which orchestrate the journey, what customer experience on their part as an external user of your platform, and also the internal journey of the application data or documents uh, within the bank side within the organization that how the flow of the information of various rules uh, various user activities orchestrate uh, within the bank so it enables you to drag and drop and configure uh, those experiences and scale out your transformation into multiple products or services what you offer uh, across your ecosystem the next and not the least uh, is uh, enablement of robotics. Now we have seen a good adaptation of bots uh, within many uh, financial institutions globally, but till date those bots have been notoriously being left alone or working in isolation, right? And it has always been a challenge that how do we add efficiencies or end-to-end service uh, optimization using those bots. Low code enables you to stitch those bots as part of your process automation. It enables you to move the data from a human to another application and then to a bot for any activities where you think a bot could uh, uh, do a better job uh, in a more efficient way. Whether it's around classification of documents, whether it is sentiment analysis on an email using natural language processing or uh, building up a bot for uh, like a, a a non-api based integration between two two applications if you have a legacy system and you cannot do the bot can uh, be uh, very essential as part of that process journey and it it gives you like a conveyor belt experience that all your straight through transactions can go to the bot but wherever there is a failure where there is an uh, exception you could route using the workflow orchestration to a human so that they can act efficiently on on those cases it further extend into various uh, i would say rules or calculation now within the banking uh, services or products what we offer rules is very critical and these rules are behind the scene uh, orchestrating various tasks automatically doing some calculations doing say risk analysis in a lending business and the business users are quite expert so why not enable them why did business users have to always go to um, a software developer and explain those complex logics uh, that how you are routing your cases. Why not have a low code rules engine within the ecosystem which even business users can play upon, build their logics themselves, build their calculations, build their scorings, etc with almost zero code uh, accountability by uh, by the people. So it enables you to process uh, transactions automatically, enables you to route, transactions to appropriate users or bots or other touch points uh, within the process now the next one is the content now enabling on top of the content is very key till date most of the banks when they are automating their journey they treat content or the documents what they get from their customers just as an attachment however within nugen local platform you could explore more out of you could drive value out of the content what you get from your clients, whether it is reading them through natural language processing, whether running an automatic OCR engine on top of those documents to extract any personal information uh, or uh, the business information, what is mentioned over there. And also most important is that securing those content as part of the process. Now in today's GDPR compliant world, Uh, ensuring that there is a full security of the documents which you have received from the customer is quite critical. So the document no more is an attachment document is more meaningful and it's part of your compliance to various uh, regulatory needs. Then triggering various external services. So using that content information to run OCR on those docs or running a natural language processing or even AI uh, to transform say uh, a lot of our customers they are using our low code ai engine uh, to run uh, say an automatic uh, fraud detection rule uh, right in part of the claims if there is a new application or identifying any possible frauds uh, in those new applications so using ai orchestrated as part of the low code journey is essential quite essential today and is almost in every project uh, what we do uh, in automating straight through processing straight through lending straight through mortgage loans uh, within the, uh, the transformation communication is is quite critical when a customer service or a journey start if you don't keep your customers informed uh, at the right intervals at the right events uh, then then you loo- tend to lose uh, the interest of the client they might switch they might go to uh, another provider so Charting out the right communication journey as part of your process transformation is also very critical. The moment you receive a, a transaction or an application, the moment there is a status change of an application, you have rejected, or there is something you want to communicate at the right interval is quite critical. So, enabling the communication strategy within your uh, low code automation is also quite critical as part of your digital problems. Integration with various in-house external system is also quite critical in today's world. In today's collaborated world, where so much fintechs technology tools available, utilizing the power of those internal in-house applications and external applications is quite critical. Now, in isolation, they are just integration or just another service, but in combination to your process built over a local journey, you could drive more value. So the New integration adapter enables you to quickly click, configure, and integrate via REST, SO, or messaging services, uh, base services with uh, multiple applications and drive more value from your automation needs. Now, building user da- dashboards or personas is another critical need. Now, each user or a role is unique, their demands are unique, their priorities are unique then why a same application or a same interface for every persona within the organization? So a low-code platform enables you to configure different personas for different levels or different roles within the organization so that they do the job more efficiently in a more intuitive way, depending upon what are their priorities out of the task, uh, what you want to do. Monitoring is also key as part of the overall organization uh, goals. as, as a company, we always want to know what happened, how many loan applications or mortgage applications we received uh, and how many were processed and all last month, last week and all. But in today's dynamic world, uh, doing a post-mortem analysis is not good enough. What is important today is knowing those things on a real time basis. So I, I'm not interested how many flights were delayed yesterday, what I'm interested in while I'm at the airport, how many flights are on time. And that's what today's operations demand is configuring real time reporting needs, again, using the low code framework uh, to know that uh, how many transactions have been approved, which, which one of them are stuck, which are the bottlenecks in my transaction and how quickly we can act upon them to process and serve the SLAs we have committed to our ecosystem, to our partners, to our clients. So with nugen we offer a full stack low code platform. It's not just process, it's not just digital. It's the full stack from app development to process automation, integration, content, AI, and customer communication. And that's the power as a full stack low code provider we offer to our clients is not worrying about buying many solutions, not worrying about documents as a link, but integrating all those capabilities within a single framework and most importantly in a local way so this has enabled a lot of our banking customers to build a complete composable and i also love to call it disposable architecture within their framework so all different services whether you're onboarding your lending your cards or payments you could you could configure those process quickly as rahul mentioned and and plug them into your ecosystem and wherever you think There is a disruption. There's a competition happening quickly dispose them off launch a new process with speed and agility using the low code framework and give it to your clients uh, over there.
0: So that is it. Thank you. And Uh, i hand it over back to Shana. Thank you very much, Varun, that was very insightful. Um, I'm just wondering, is there any affinity between Generative AI and ChatGPT and low-code, no-code?
1: I can take that and let's see what the other panelists will say. Yeah, or what um, Varun described and uh, Rahul also alluded to, AI is going to become very, very important. So the expectation with ChatGPT, there's a lot of hype by the way, with ChatGPT. Okay, let's be honest, but the expectation of the user, like for the financial service organization is that it, the interface, the interaction, whether it's self-service or a bot interacting with them, opening an account, or there is a request that they have that becomes more and more chat gpt like more and more intelligent and so that's where i see that the most important the touch point with the customer and so that expectation is increasing and then it's going to be part of the dna of the type of solutions varun described right you have touch points with the customer you have screens etc there are various ways of interacting with the customer so that's going to become very important and another opportunity is again Varun mentioned uh these rules that you're creating so we're seeing chat gpt more generative ai being leveraged to generate the code completely automated so that's another evolution i would say with uh, the low code no code okay
0: um, do any of the other panellists want to make a comment before I move to the next question?
2: No, j- just comment as in, Dr. said you're completely right, uh, agree, and you've said uh, evolution, I would say it's an extension in the sense, um, if you're looking at JPT, I'm hearing quite a few stories where you write um, a-, a few questions and it spits out a complete code for an application. Similarly, for low code, rather than even writing those questions, you can Use the platform, the functionality, the framework to do this visually, put in a process together, hit that submit button, and that will have the code behind the scenes that you don't need to see or do anything with, but the application works. So it's more of an extension of that visual tool that ChatGPT has.
0: Great. Uh, Trevor has asked, he said, ever since Captain Grace Hooper invented COBOL in 1955, the idea of doing away with the need for professional programmers has existed. But so far, it is, hasn't happened. Is low code, no code any more likely to achieve this?
2: Let me let me start with that, if I may. Um, And and we've been hearing uh, about this uh, for a long time, where um, the death of the programmer, um, if you will, with an advent of um, an integrated development environment where are we going to uh, write code anymore or just use uh, functions and and plug-and-play methods as such. Then ChatGPT also comes in. We have low code, no code as well. Legacy systems and the need for power programmers or level three programmers if you will that's never going to go away what will go away is having to repeatedly do the same type of coding a hello world program where you start with or basic functionality that is something that programmers need not write and code every single time what low code no code and the likes gives you is a ready platform a framework of these available functionalities that you can plug and play and then formulate an entire process and application with. The final tuning, the fine tuning of it, the last 10, 20, 30% of fine tuning, customization, localization, that will always require an actual programmer.
0: So it's basically making programmers' jobs a bit more enjoyable for right. product. Um, Great. And then, uh, Kevin Hans has asked what platform um, you recommend. I guess that depends on what you're using it for and what your organization does, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, evidently in this context, uh, there are, (laughs) it's it's new gen, but let me tell you, because I've been around, you know, for for many, many years, I, I consult many organizations. What um, excites me about uh, Eugen is that, um, and Varun touched upon this, and I let him expand upon it, is that it also has not only the low code uh, capabilities, which is process centric. So it's very important. There are 700 platforms out there, okay? Not all of them are process centric. What I mean is that you model the process and you automate the bosses, and you have robots. So vast majority of these platforms do not have that. Second, content. Still, believe it, and Raul, you can confirm this, many banks and financial service organizations still have paperwork, don't they? they, they I even run into faxing and scanning, etc. You know, the going from one office, still, you know, so the content, is extremely important. A third one, which which Varun did not touch upon, but it's very important, part of the new gen platform, is process mining. I've seen banks which have been hoarding data, but they're not benefiting from this data. They're accumulating, Raul, you can comment on that. They're accumulating the data, but they're not mining the patterns in that data. And so those three, are fundamental pillars which make Newgen, uh, you know, stand out for me.
2: I, I think just uh, just on the mining side of things, Dr. Seth, absolutely right. Having said that, um, in you know, ten years back, we are talking about financial services, the industry. Everyone was quite skeptical about mining and using customer data, um, whether it be putting it on cloud where it is a little bit more public than you you feel comfortable with, which was ten years ago. To where we are now, where with the security advances and these kind of platforms that we have for low-code, no-code financial services, the industry is getting a little bit more comfortable with accepting that, yes, we have the data, we can anonymize it, and we can use that, you can mine it, we can put it on cloud to start using that data as well as benefiting, which is your... 360 degree view of a customer or a single view of a customer and the lights, where different units, whether it be from a retail side or capital market side, or commercial banking side, different sides within financial services, if you have the same entity, then you're looking at mining the data across different units or the same type of customers and then benefiting benefiting from the information from it. So absolutely, yes.
0: Okay. And are there uh, best practices you need to keep in mind when um, using low code, no code innovation?
3: Okay. So with my own experience, uh, what I could say, uh, what I always recommend my customer is, is low code is great, but don't tend to build the world's best process in your first release. Right. That's very critical and and sometimes as a human it is difficult to control your aspirations your needs your desires and everything right but i always say there is no best process there is a best process in maybe what is required today right so develop something launch it because a lot of the banks when we automate uh, some project right they don't even have the right requirements or the challenges right because Uh, the data is siloed or they have been working manually or they're working into 10 different systems. So it is critical first to automate something extract value out of the first project and then maybe build like in a gamification manner uh, the version two version three of your process uh, that helps a lot and low code enables you to do that in a traditional coding world. You'll always have to build a a whole castle to get into but with low code uh, you could go step by step. Dr. Seth, you
1: want to add something? Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on. You're spot on. Uh, you know, we have a mantra that we've used, um, uh, fail fast and succeed faster. So that acceleration, uh, and there are, I mean, in terms of best practices, if you want to go it, there are some uh, disciplines which are sometimes ignored in the hype of including low code, no code. For example, Lean and Six Sigma. There are specific measurable objectives in getting rid of waste. It's interesting, I remember one bank where they got rid of this ossified and siloed processes within the organization, inside the organization. And then the touch point with the customer start to improve. So when you get rid of the waste through low-code, no-code automation, end-to-end, within your banks, within your financial services organizations, the experience, which is a more Six Sigma, one is lean, the other Six Sigma principle starts to improve. That needs to be part of the center of excellence. So there are different, we don't have time to go over it, but there are different methodologies, iterations that are happening in the center of excellence. One is the communication between business and IT, but then there are measurable Return of investment. Did we? And I've seen this also, by the way, they say, okay, we're going to cut costs by 60%. They launched the process and they've cut it by 20%. Right. They didn't achieve it to Barone's point. Again, don't try to get the best, continuously improve and try to achieve that object. Great. Um,
0: Well, unless anyone has anything else to add, we're um, out of time now. So, um, once again, thank you very much, Dr. Set, Rahul, and Varun, for sharing your time and expertise with us today. Um, It is a very important topic, and it can be very hard to stay up to date on all the developments, so it was very useful. And also, once again, thanks to our sponsors for making these webinars possible. And thanks to you, our audience, for logging in and contributing to the discussion today. Don't forget to check out the forthcoming events on our website. We've got lots of diverse thought provoking coming up content I should say coming up, including a webinar tomorrow at eleven a m which looks at digital innovation in the healthcare space instead of financial services, and that's also a vast, evolving, exciting area. So I encourage you all to log into that one as well. Thank you very much and goodbye. Thank you, thank you.